are now listening to. We're talking about basketball, guys. We're talking about Auburn basketball. And these days with Bruce Pearl at the helm, these are good conversations to have. Mm. ESPN released their way too early college basketball rankings now that the portal is starting to settle in. Guys have signed. Guys are determined whether or not they're leaving or staying. And as a result, Auburn comes in ranked 12th in the way too early college basketball rankings. Now, ranked ahead of them, just to name a few, Kentucky comes in at three. And I think Oscar Sheepway coming back really boosted them up there, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, B-Will? We know how you feel about them. Uh, Arkansas comes in at eight. And I think we're the third uh, highest ranked team at the SEC coming in at 12. Gonzaga comes in, Mike G, at six. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I want to know you guys, uh, you know, with what we got coming back, it's also already been announced that uh, Alan Flanagan, Dylan Cardwell are returning. They will not be in the NBA draft this upcoming year. So with everyone coming back, what are your thoughts about this upcoming season? And what's the potential for this team? And Ike, you're, you're kind of our resident basketball expert. Well, how do you feel about the current team assembled? You know, we missed out on on on. Uh, a big time recruit Julian. Uh, a few weeks back, uh, Julian Phillips. So, how do you feel about the current team as assembled? Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. How do you feel about this team and its possibilities this upcoming year? Well, I mean, so one of the biggest things that I felt like this team needed to be able to do a little bit better was shoot, right? Like we just needed better shooting. I don't know that we've addressed our ability to shoot well. Like I don't know what the, how, how well those freshmen that are coming in are going to be able to shoot. I don't know if year over year, Katie or Wendell or Zepp are going to be more proficient at being able to hit outside shots. I don't know if Alan Flanagan's going to get back up to being able to be a three-point shooter or a score that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like we've addressed that yet because I don't know what growth has happened from the guard position or what the new guys who are coming in at the guard position are going to be able to supply. Um, the other big need that I feel like we needed was, you know, the the off guard position or the three position, whatever you want to call it, like the a big guard, right? So, right. Um, you know, Westry's a bigger guard, and then Flanagan is coming back now to give experience to that big guard position. Um, a lot of our success is going to depend on how well Flanagan is in year two post injury. If he's back up to Sophomore year, Alan Flanagan, that's a dangerous team. Thanks. It's a very dangerous team if that sophomore year, Alan Flanagan, back being one of the 
the guys who people thought was going to be an all SEC performer. Um, because at, athleticism wise, he looks like he was getting back there. It was just his feel for the game wasn't there. But if he gets back into that position with what we have now in a more, um, I'll say polished post scoring threats that we have now, um, offensively, we're not going to have the lulls that we had last season, right? Like if we can, if Alan Flanagan can be the guy off the ball that we need to be able to be a slasher or a medium range guy, or even hitting open, um, you know, corner threes or whatever that's going to be, Jay will getting a little bit more playing time, being able to knock down open shots. And we have the effective guard play or more mature guard play, very dangerous team. Um, I think we have the tools to do it. The question is how quickly do they gel and can we play the type of defense that we played last year over sustained periods without Walker Kessler back there? I get what Janai Broom was able to provide um, when he was shot blocking. You know, again, he was up there in the top of the country and blocked shots. Dylan Cardwell coming back, pr- prolific shot blocker. You know, we've got size with um, Traore in there. Like, I, I understand all the intangibles that we could possibly see work into something. I need to see how quickly this team is able to gel and actually play together defensively before I can say that we'll be as proficient defensively. But again, the two questions that still are unanswered, is Alan Flanagan back? Can we shoot better from the outside? Don't know either of those answers yet, so I hesitate to say uh, how much better we're going to be. But I will say this, and one of the things that you mentioned about whether or not we will possibly pick up someone else from the transfer portal, I think it's unlikely unless someone transfers out. Um, unless we have a guy leave. I mean, I think we're at our scholarship limit now anyway with both of those guys coming back. So we've got one more. I think yeah, we got I'll one. Say, I think we got but one. I just I don't know I, I don't know if if there's a guy out there that Bruce Pearl is saying, yeah, or in his staff are saying, Do we yeah, need we to need fill to it? Add it. We don't need it. I don't no, need no, to fill to. it, right? Um, like, I say but, leave it open, man. I mean, because you know you're short scholarships next year, right? Because of the 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 uh penalties that came down from the right. Um, so yeah, I just don't know, um, that it's going to be absolutely necessary for us to do that. But, but those two questions will determine, like if they get into it and they're like, yeah, we still suck at shooting the ball, then they'll go get, they'll try to go find a shooter maybe. Right. But, um, I think we've got the tools. It's just about how well they ever are able to execute. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what our offensive philosophy is going to be because, the, the talented team that went to the final four was lights out shooting the ball. We didn't adjust to not being able to do that well last year. And I don't know that, you know, for as good as Jabari Smith was um, and as good as Walker Kessler was, that we had a p- guy we could just dump it down into the post and just say, get out of the way and let him go get a bucket from there, right? And play inside out really well. Jabari Smith was more of a right. high post catch right. guy, you know, quick touch guy. He wasn't a drop it to him on the block drop step, you know, Walker Kessler had a little bit of that, but he, he, he wasn't really that guy either. Right. Um, right. And so I right. think it's going to be interesting that Janai Broom can be that guy. Um, I think it's interesting that Trevor can be that guy. Are we going to rely on that a little bit more to work our offense di- differently? So it'll be interesting to see how it comes together. Yeah, I did know what Ike is saying. Listen, at the end of the day, if, if Alan Flanagan is going to be the Alan Flanagan that they saw as a first round potential draft pick, Auburn's going to be dangerous. And to Ike's point about the 2019 team being a lights-out shooting team, that team was passing up wide-open layups to shoot threes. They were ridiculous. My favorite play from that season was Jared Harper going in for a layup and tossing it, 
to Bryce Brown on the outside. It was a great call. Dick Vitale goes, oh, they love the three. And then he hits it. He goes, bang. It was amazing. We need that energy. We need we need perimeter shooting. We yep. do. We have to have it. When we went cold from the outside, we can't have KD Johnson going one for 14 in a game and nobody to pick up the slack. We just can't. KD's a great energy guy, but man, those energies, that energy has to convert to buckets. And we need more scoring because we were a great defensive basketball team last year. But at some point, somebody's going to be able to score on you and you need to be able to score with them. Yeah. I mean, look, Miami proved that, right? Like we could not stop Miami. But the Mm -hmm. problem was we couldn't score either. either. Yeah. If I think Miami gets a lot tighter in that game, if we're scoring buckets more consistently, like we had a lot of unforced errors, a lot of turnovers in that game. If we're putting buckets together, same thing with the uh, SEC champion, or excuse me, the SEC tournament against Texas A&M. We just weren't, we just weren't hitting shots, right? right? Like, and the shots were there to be made. You have to be a little bit more prof- proficient. And I think the issue with this team last year is that um, we were not, if we weren't in transition, we weren't getting easy buckets. Everything was a tough look. Everything was a contested look. Like it was transition or bust for this team last year um, in order to get that offense going. And that's really great when you have a really good defense. But if the other team's got a really good defense and you need to be able to get buckets, even when you have height advantages, we were not getting the buckets consistently. The Tennessee game comes to mind where Tennessee wasn't bigger, stronger than us. They were just able to get to loose balls better than us. They had the the number of offensive possessions that they had to be able to get second chances in that game is what won Tennessee that game. Um, And so, but the the converse is, you know, they played well against us defensively. Same thing with the Florida game. If we had been able to get buckets a little more easily, we win both of those games handily. But the problem was guard play and consistency when shooting in the out from the outside. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. How big of an X factor can Westry be? You know, we talked about Flanagan uh, taking a big step and returning back to his form. But at what point do you look to Westry? Again, he's going to be a young kid coming in. So there's not a lot of pressure on him to have to produce. But he gives you some production from the wing position. How much more comfortable are you about the wing position, knowing that Flanagan may may improve and Westry is taking the step forward. How big does he factor into this? And if he does factor into this, what does that do for Simo? Hmm. So, so what worries, I don't want to say worry, worries the wrong word. I think the value of Westry or Flanagan returning to his old form is not necessarily the outside shot. Anybody that we had that could actually drive was small. Mm-hmm. KD's like six one. Yeah, uh, sure. What's, why? Why Wendell. am I losing his name? Yeah, Wendell's like five ten, and those are the guys who were most proficient at driving. They had trouble finishing at times. They had trouble getting in the lane because they're small guys. So if, if there's somebody bigger on them, it's a little harder for them to do what they want to do. 
And that's the benefit that I thought we would have had from Alan Flanagan being his old self is even if your shot isn't, you're not shooting 35% or better from three, cool, drive. College refs love to blow the whistle for absolutely nothing. Just drive. And if you're at least decent at finishing, you'll get a bucket and one. We'll be getting guys fouled at all the time. And that was kind of the telltale for me that Alan Flanagan wasn't right was when he got to the basket, it's like he just didn't have a sense for where the basket was. It was weird. It's like he's trying to decide whether to lay it off the backboard or right into the bucket. It's like these, it was mental. It looked mental. The difference yeah. for us will be, even if we don't have elite outside, it's got to be better. That's number one. Outside shooting has to be better if we're going to be a better team and go further in the tournament. Right. If the guys that we have, if we play that elite defense, but Flanagan can consistently beat his man and finish at the basket, we're a better team. And yeah. so I kind of expect offensively the benefit of Westry would either be if he can shoot from outside consistently, fantastic, even better if he can drive and finish consistently. That's really yeah. what we were missing from our team. Now, when, when people let Wendell in, then he could start dishing, the ball starts moving, and then we look great. But eh, you, you can kind of prevent Wendell from getting to, to his spots, and, and that hurt us in the long run. So Westry, I'm always a little bit iffy on, on true freshmen. And it's not because just because they're true freshmen. I don't think every incoming freshman is going to be Jabari Smith. So, right. like, we know that Treyor is coming in and he's got a great skill set. I hope he is as great in his first year with us as he projected to be coming out of high school. But the truth is, is that some guys, it takes more time. Now, right. I don't trust any staff more than ours to get guys to their potential. I trust our staff to do that. Unlike uh, old bum Nate Oates across the state, blaming his players for their effort after they lost. You are the coach. You pick the guys and you build the guys up and make them be the players that they can be. That was some of the worst. If I was an AD, he wouldn't have had a job. How are you going to blame players? You coach the players. And so, and this uh, to, to amplify the point, because players' effort is a lot of personal stuff, but the yeah. issue that I had with the Nate Oates comments more specifically is that wasn't new for Alabama. It's not as if their effort was good all season and they came up short in that right. game. Their effort sucked a lot last year. They were just not good. Like their effort was like inconsistent. And if they weren't hitting threes, it demoralized the entire team. They couldn't play. De- like it was just bad. And that a lot of that is culture and coaching Thank that you. allows you to get into a better place. It's it's. I mean, the first part of that is is selecting guys that are effort players. The Who's next responsible part of that, for selecting players? Right. The next part of that is figuring out how to motivate your players to get <laughs> into that space. But then the third part of that is the actual player and the leadership within the locker room to say, hey, guys, let's get right. this together. Like, one of the things that I loved about – now, this isn't basketball-related, but it's just going to be um, just a, a tangent that, that illustrates it is – Jarvis Landry, you know, people have seen the Hard Knocks clips of him in the wide receiver room talking to guys in Cleveland when he got there. And he was just like, he's basically telling them, like, you you guys aren't performing like professionals right now. And he was credited with cultural changes in the locker room. In Cle- now, Cleveland was still terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, but they played better. But he was one of the guys mm-hmm. who was credited with changing the locker room culture because he was a leader in that group and that becomes infectious. Mm. Bama just didn't have those guys. And if you can't get it from your coaching staff, 
and you have to only get it from your players, then it's going to be up and down because your coach has to be the one to be able to stabilize it when those players' emotions don't allow them to be able to be in that space. Yep. Um, and, you know, Nate Oates knows how to put on a a, a, a nice suit, but can he mm-hmm. get it done when he's actually having to coach uh, and people aren't just out there hur- uh, hurling up threes? I want to go back to something. Caesar. you started talking about uh, the way-too-early list. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, who was number one on that list? Was it North Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina was number one. Yeah, they got a lot coming uh, back, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we were 11 on that list? 12. 12? 12, 12th on the list? Okay. I, number two number, number two was Houston. Three was Kentucky. Four was UCLA. Five is Creighton. Six was Gonzaga. Seven is Baylor. Eight is Arkansas. Nine is Duke. Ten is Kansas. 11 is Texas. And then we come in at 12. Okay. Tennessee's right behind us at 13. I think that... The 11 ranking, in spite of us turning over our two best players again, is finally people starting to give Bruce Pearl some respect. Yeah. For the yeah. program that he is, the, the bordering Great. top 10 program that he has year in and year out. Uh, last year, we were way too low. I don't care what anybody said. We started way too low. And based on what they yeah. uh, accomplished in 2019 and then having a first-round pick in Okoro, the next year, I just thought felt like Auburn wasn't getting enough respect. Uh, and yeah. I don't care what anybody says. If Alan Flanagan doesn't get hurt, he definitely has a better year than he had last year. I agree. Uh, I think that's I, fair. I mean, because yeah, he just starts in a yeah. better place to begin. The right. Season. right. I, yeah. just, I just, that's right. such a tough injury to come back from. And I feel like maybe he felt, as any good player would feel, the pressure of wanting to be there for their team. Um, but I wonder if sitting out the season might have been better for him. Uh, I don't know if he had a red shirt or what, like maybe, you know, but maybe rehabbing the whole season might have been better for him rather than damaging your confidence mentally by going in before you're ready. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe he's, he's ready this year. I just, I just feel like it, it, if everyone's underestimating Alan Flanagan. Yeah, but because but of what they everybody. saw last year, yeah. sure, right, sure, we're gonna be, sure. we're gonna shock a lot of people next year with the kids they brought in and the guys we have returning. And you yeah. got to remember, people are allowed to raise their game in the off season. Yeah, so the Wendell Green that we see this year might be a much smarter, much sharper shooting Wendell Green that we saw last year. He was looking. He was looking like he figured some things out towards the end of the season. The way he was becoming a, a bit of a floor general. So I was impressed with him yeah. towards the end of the season. Yeah, I, I think I think Wendell Green is going to improve. You have to think about too. You know, he came from a uh, a smaller conference, and so you know, adjusting to you know, once he got into SEC play and and they are playing guys who are you know a higher level of athleticism, game in and game out taller, more athletic guys, that bothers you, right? Like you have to figure out how to play that position against people who are not just taller, but also have the athleticism and their their skill level is is matching yours, right? So it's not just, right. you know, okay, I'm the craftiest ball handler out here on the court and I'm able to just do what I want to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy's just as crafty as you and he's got four inches on you. Mm-hmm. Now what are you going to do, right? Exactly. So you have to be more of an intelligent ball player. Same thing with KD. Right, Katie was at Georgia the year before, but he was able to play in a role at Georgia where he could just be head down, bully his way to the goal all the time because he didn't have to be the primary ball handler. Right, right, and then he wasn't even a starter, 
you know, for a, a lot of those games. Like, and he was in starting duty here. At all. It's adjusting to a different role. Same thing for Zepp Jasper. Zepp Jasper was adjusting to a different conference, different role, seeing different types of athleticism game in and game out. Um, so, yeah, those guys have an opportunity to elevate. And I did see some changes or some differences in how they were playing. Um, but some of that, too, you know, is going to be on coaches understanding how to put people in the right positions to be able to utilize their talents effectively. Um, yeah. You know, that pick and roll game was worked great for us for a large majority of the season, but we didn't adjust particularly well to figure out, okay, teams are taking that away. What else are we going to do? Right, right. right. Well, um, I'll, tell, so I'll right. tell you what. There's no way we're going to talk about a way too early top list with Gonzaga on it without me letting everybody know <laughs> that they're a bunch of bums. They, you're six? Really? Six? Like, you're talking about a team that gets way too much credit every year for no reason. Who's still on that Gonzaga yeah. team that people are super confident is going to be really good? Tim, Timmy, Timmy's done. He was he was a— Tim, Tim, Timmy, is he done? Did I think he, have, I think he, I think he declared for the draft as well as— Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, he did. Chet oh, is, okay. is, is Nemhard gone? I think Nemhard was uh, Melissa. If you're watching, tell me if Nemhard is. Uh... I thought Timmy was still there, but no. Yeah, yeah that that that's. Uh... Uh, well, <laughs> well, listen, 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 listen. What conference are they playing again? The bum conference because they're a bunch <laughs> of bums. Their coaches are bums. So <laughs> their cheerleaders are bums. Their fans are bums. <laughs> their Twitter mob is a is, is, are extra bums. These are bums of the highest order. And they deserve no spot. And I wish I would never see another top 10 list with Gonzaga on it ever again. Holy crap, man. Talk about doing <laughs> nothing but garnering a, a, a high ranking every year. Playing nobody. I think if, if Gonzaga had played an SEC, if they had played Auburn's schedule last year, they'd have had six or seven losses on that record. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Calling their cheerleaders bums is crazy. They are bums. I'm with you on that. They are bums. I see them. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it was right there for everybody to see. So I think I think too back to your point about Flanagan, man. Like, I think it's tough to come back when your team is is hitting on all cylinders too. Yeah, Nimhard is because gone. you're trying to you you're, you're trying. Okay, yes. Nimhard is gone. You're trying to you're you're trying to find out where do you fit on a team that has that's, that has that appears to have everything figured out. And so I think going into the beginning of the season, to your point, Mike G. If you start the season with you trying to figure things out, I think you're able to find your place and a feel for the game much sooner as opposed to coming in on the on the halfway through the season and the team is playing at a high level. Right. So, well, that, that was the other thing that I felt uh, I was worried about with Flanagan was we were playing pretty good basketball when he came back. And now it's not just about how he's playing or recovering. It's about how he fits into the chemistry that you've spent two months developing before he came right. back right right i was so worried about how they were going to fit him into what they were doing and th those guys went through that growing process together and, and flanny missed it it's tough to do that at the pro level it, it really like is. when you see when you when you see when you see teams figure some stuff out and your star comes back and you're like they look terrible yeah, we learn how to play without them <laughs> right we i mean who was who was it um they used to talk about like like Ja Morant when Ja Morant was hurt. Yeah, they had a yeah. phenomenal record when he was not on the court. And then when right. he came back, it threw off the chemistry a little bit. I, I just I don't know. I, I feel like we had an unfortunate set of circumstances with some players last year. And this year, I'm praying that they go in healthy, go into camp healthy, come out of camp healthy, and then we get to start the season with a full deck of cards. 
you know, and yeah. drop a full house on somebody. I, I think it's possible. And uh, starting from 12, we did a facts or not asking about whether Auburn garners another number one ranking again next year. I think starting from 12 is much more likely that they'll get that yeah. respect early on in the season if they go on a runner. You are now listening to 